Welcome listeners to episode 7 of Dads, Papas and Father Figures, the podcast that honours the best title a man can get, the role that levels us all, no matter of your background, beliefs or bank balance. Each episode will bring you a personal interview with a different dad, willing to share the ups and downs of fatherhood. So grab a coffee, start your engine and let's embark on this life sentence together. Welcome to Dads, Papas and Father Figures. Here we are on episode seven of the DPAF pod, which I don't think anyone's remembering that very well. And we have Dave. Hello. Or David. Dave. Dave will do. Yeah. Uh, I went through the tra- uh, transition of my name. Okay. David when I was younger, Davey when I was at college, and Dave when you hit a certain age. See, when we started working together, I just immediately went with Davey. I'm having that. I was that. like, Davey, Davey it was boy. like being back at college again. <laughs> uh, so, I've just given the game away. Me and Davey work together. Yes, we do. We are colleagues. Two years, nearly, is it two? Two, two years, years and like nine months nearly. Yeah, nearly three yeah. years. Yeah, I only know that because I, I looked at LinkedIn earlier and then saw how long I'd been in my current job. Cool. Yeah, so we've got Dave on the podcast this week. Dave, Davey. See how I get on. <laughs> I'll answer to any of them, so don't worry. Thank you for coming on. Hey, you're welcome. You know, look, I've been looking forward to coming to this. Um, it's going to make a change, and I love it. Well, every previous guest was just warming up. Oh, to get you on. This. Yeah, Lucky number seven. Yeah, yeah, I just need to get the sound right, and I think I might have. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Obviously, we won't know until we've heard it. No, we won't. But I did a few sound tests before this episode, and. Realised there was a few things I didn't have turned on correctly. So hopefully this is the best sounding one yet. It will be. Yeah. 100%. And like I say, all of those other ones, just warming up, just getting the settings right, getting the video right. Watch me kill this stone dead. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully this lives up to whatever. Come my VIP guest. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> the first thing I like to ask guests on this show is what is your family dynamic? So we can understand where you're coming from. Cool. So, kind of how many is in my little unit? Mm-hmm. Is that what we're talking about, yeah? Um, so, I've been married for... I'm going to get this wrong, by the way. I've been married for 12 years. That was a bold start. 12 years. Um, to Amy, my wife. Um, and we have... Is three, it Amy? Amy, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do you mean, is it Amy? <laughs> I mean, if you got the date and the name wrong, <laughs> no. that'd be amazing. Um, Amy, yeah. So, I've been married to... And I've got three kids. So, I've got Violet, who is uh, 13, nearly 14. Um, got Noah, who is nine. And Hattie, who is four. So, two girls and a boy. Nice. Yeah. And we currently live with our in-laws... Um, because of various reasons of what happened this year, which you can ask us about if you need to. Um, and yeah, so it's it's a full house, but and there's two cats in there as well, just to chuck them in. But um, that is the family dynamic at the moment. And then I come from a family of like three other brothers and um, my mom and dad. Yeah, so that's that's me. Were they your cats to begin with, or were they already there? They were the in-laws' cats. Ah, oh, okay. So they were they've been the family cats, but not off family cats. Um, so yeah, that's that's who lives in the house. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. Good full house. So I have three of them. Three <laughs> of the little beauties. I don't know how you're dressed and stood here. <laughs> exactly. You'll see how crazy I am through the talk of this conversation, I'm sure. 
three. I can barely handle one. That's quite incredible. Mm. It's. Uh, do you know what? Again, you'll ask us lots of questions, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I'd probably have more, mm-hmm. to be honest, if I wasn't so old and decrepit right now. <laughs> that's what three <laughs> does to you. Oh, yeah. Fair. That, that's one of the reasons why we went, we went mm, I'm too old now, I think, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. No, we always wanted uh, more than one, but we, we, we've been blessed with one, and that's fantastic. But I do find it funny that I think if we'd had two, just two, I think I'd have lost my marbles by now completely. <laughs> well, you've known me long enough to know I've lost my marbles. So. <laughs> and came right back. <laughs> <around>. Exactly. <laughs> Each week at the moment on the podcast, I keep slightly varying the questions, just trying to put in some variables, see what lands and... What, what I enjoy, I think, what sparks really interesting conversations. So one that is new this week, I'd just like to ask, what is your favourite thing to do with the kids? Uh, apart from wind them up, because that is, as a dad, my 100% number one thing. I don't think do I that. do that enough. Oh, exactly. But that, that <laughs> my the phrase I get back is, stop it, daddy. Or, shut up, daddy. <laughs> that, especially from Noah. Um but yeah, kind of that windy up, because you've known me long enough to know that kind of comedy side of me and all that. I kind of like to do that. You enjoy, yeah, you enjoy being silly and stuff. Yeah, as much as I can. It probably doesn't work well when I try to do the serious side, but I do have the serious side when it comes to the kids. But in terms of what we like to do or what kind of drives me or what makes me feel good, it's just the simple things. It's Sunday morning, waking up, um, which we're allowed to do more so now mm-hmm. over the last couple of months. And the kids come in and they'll sit and we'll have TV on or I'll make them breakfast or, you know, we can we can have that time where they're in their uh, oodies or their dressing gowns or whatever they may be and we'll just have that couple of hours of chill. Um, going for a walk with them because mm-hmm. we're blessed now to, to have the Rise of Sun Country Park on the back of where we live so we can get up and just go for a walk and just watch them run around. I know that's it might sound kind of boring, but... I suppose when I was younger, I envisaged that would what family life and, and stuff would be. But all being off at the same time and having that, that time together. Um, yeah, so kind of winding them. And and having the time now, because for a long period of time, we never did. Having the time to go see Noah play football in his training, uh, when he's training, um, or Violet doing a show or going to guides. I know, again, it sounds mundane, but... We never had that for a long time because it was like we had to work every hour and we had to do stuff. So, getting to see them, getting to see them grow and do that—that uh, that is what we do, um, and that's what I love to do. Yeah, yeah. Simple. I know. Doesn't it's nothing. You know, nothing massive. I don't. There we is don't climb mountains or we don't do any of that kind of stuff. It's just things that. Oh, I, one thing I am doing with them, um, Violet at the moment is we've. And again, this is something you know of me. So uh, we go to charity shops Mm -hmm. um, and we look around because I'm trying to teach her about business uh, in terms of like you buy something, you sell it, what your margins are, trying to like kind of uh, write the books. Been doing it for a couple of weeks, but we're about 15 quid up. So it's good. On that quick, where do you go then? Because I find, because I love a charity shop. Mm -hmm. Absolutely love it. Like quite often we'll go... We'll go on, like, uh, we might get a chance to have, like, a couple's weekend away, and we might uh, go somewhere that's not Newcastle. But when we're away, I'm like, while we're there, 
I'm going to check the local charity shops out because I really like to have a little nosy around and see what I can find. It's addictive. Like, it really is. Um, again, I'm probably going to age myself here, but I'm Bargain Hunt, um, uh, you know, Antiques Roadshow. I um, Antiques Roadshow. I've got all the Miller's Guides uh, in, lo- in, like, where we've got storage at the moment, so I've got all of them. Um, so we have two charity shops that are literally half a mile from where we live. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you go into the same charity shop, you're going to see not very much, but I've got to be honest, like, Last week was proper antiques. I found three proper antiques. Um, so a Royal Dalton plate, uh, which is about 60 quid. If you can get that money for it, paid £1.50 for that. You've been uh, um, you've been concentrating on the antiques roadshow, haven't oh, you? Oh, I know. And I've got a Mason's um, cream jug, which again is blue and white with a romantic pattern. Uh, got that for two pound. That can go for twenty. What did you just say? A romantic it, pattern. romantic pattern. It's a romantic. It's the line of the pattern. This is sounds good. It sounds oh really word. nerdy, but like this is a lot of people don't get to see this side of me. You know so much I more know. than I thought you. I, 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 hey, um, and uh, there was a, a Japanese silver plate stem vase which I got for two pound, which is worth about fifteen. Um, but yesterday, I went We're in looking there. mid-century. Uh, such no, says, I do like my mid-century uh, uh, modern. That's a gothic. Mid-century modern. Um, but I, I uh, got, uh, there was a, a briefcase, laptop case uh, on the bottom, bit of dust on it. Uh, a Thierry Mugler, which is um, a designer range for like um, perfume and stuff. It was a leather bag, five pound. That goes for 70. So I've, I'm like, at the moment, we're hitting okay. We got Harry Potter embossed satchel the other week for six pounds sold left for 15. So Where are you selling them? Just on Vinted. Nice. You know, other sales places do exist. Um, Either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Vinted. Uh, look, I know we're getting way later when I'm talking about, but the reason why I, I'm kind of getting into it is mainly to teach um, Violet the value of, you know, not buying and selling but, but you've got a bit them. of money and uh, you yeah. know you've got a balance of books and how can you do it and and also to be honest it spends a bit of time with her because that's one of the things that is difficult when you've got three kids is how do you manage your time because mm-hmm. each one of the kids wants your time um, and Violet might feel down if she feels Noah's getting more so I have the opportunity now to say, right, I'm going to take you out for an hour, have a walk. And we did that and we went for a coffee the other day and we it was great. Mm-hmm. And then I can go to football training with Noah or play on his Xbox. And then with Hattie, I'll read her a book at night. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, and Amy will do the same and we'll just kind of change. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's one of the cool things that we... That's is it cool? Very, I don't know if it's yes, cool. Yes, it's cool. I don't know if it's cool. If anyone thinks it isn't, they're wrong. Honestly, like there's people that we know that are into it as well from work. And I was chatting to one of the, the girls today and I was just like talking about it. She's like, because they can see what you sell on Vinted and what you shop and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like the, what was the one I put on? Yeah, two other things that I found. So I found a little trinket box, a resin trinket box with a floral design on it. It's only small. Um, and if you know Vinted or not, I put it on, it's been on for two days. It's had like 300 and odd views and 50 people have favorited it. I'm like... So you know it's going soon. Eventually it yeah, will. Yeah. People want it for less money, and I get that, but that was, that was a, what, £2 into it? Sell it for £10, and I'm up 8 Yeah. So it's it's um, it's good. I enjoy it. It's it, like I, Do you know how I started? Collect, apart from all the bargain hunting stuff and the collectible stuff, which I love, I collect 50p's. Oh, yeah, you do, yeah. I do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is another, everybody's going to be listening to this going, 
what a nerd. <laughs> what an old man, Davis. He looks far cooler than he is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, the 50p's is like, I could bore you silly with that. Mm. But I, I, I really, I, I need to start doing that with Leo because at the moment I'm dragging him into charity shops and he's not feeling it. But I like, in fact, we had an issue. So we went to Gosforth. Like I thought, <laughs> I'm going to pick my charity shops, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they've got quite a lot um, in a close yeah. like vicinity yeah, of each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. There's even one that's just books, which is quite a cool one. But people will go there specifically because it's Gosworth. Uh, I was, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember one time I sent my wife a video from the car, and I said, "I've just spent twenty quid on books," and then. I did. I sent her. I did a whole video of me showing each book that I'd bought, like kids' books, because I love buying different kids' books. I, I didn't even appreciate how good kids' books were until I started reading them to me kid, yeah. and I was like, "These are the best! Like a really good kids' book is worth its weight." So I've got a bit hooked on buying them, and it's a bit of a shame because he's hit seven. He's getting to that point where all the really cool, yeah. And toddler like, books that are really exciting he's getting out of them now we're starting to get into like reading chapters of things and stuff mm. Mm. but yeah I need to definitely get him into that well my daughter's well into her books she and, and Nora is getting in it's more football orientated like Marcus Rashford books and all that kind of stuff but Violet is and that comes from my brother as well because my brother has like probably more books than most libraries to be honest mm-hmm. um, but they do hold the value as well so if you do get the books at some point you'll be able to kind of churn them but their memories mm-hmm. it's a reason and you know this because you helped me we put lots of stuff in storage i won't get rid of stuff because i attach a lot of memories to things i'm trying to release a lot of stuff but those books that you buy and you read that moment in time you're not going to be able to get that back yeah you know people attach a lot of that to it so there's a lot of things that we if we take it out of a box and we go oh, i remember when we read that and amy's the same we'll we'll keep a hold of stuff so the books i'm very much that as a collection is something that you can take because what will happen is when your kids get older hopefully they'll be able to then use them again because we're, we're finding that in in amy's mom and dad's house there's toys that they had when they were younger and some of them are quite expensive as well. <laughs> Polly Pocket, uh, there's a couple. I've had them up. There's re- no, I've said to them, don't sell these, right? Because they've said, oh, you can get rid of these. I'm like, no. Whereas my mum and dad, love my mum and dad, but my mum and dad, right, I'm an 80s kid, right? 70s and 80s. I've aged myself now. Um, <laughs> but my mum and dad got rid of all of our stuff. They were just like, oh, you've had it. I had a conversation with my dad about this the other day, and he went, did you love playing with them? I went, yeah. There you go. You did everything. You got what you needed. You yeah. got what you needed out of them. We just shifted them on because at that time you wouldn't have known. But lots of games, lots of stuff that we had that you see on these nostalgia sites, and you think that was that's worth one hundred and fifty pounds. No, <laughs> <laughs> why did you throw it away? Man? Um, but not that I'm trying to do that. But there's certain things that I think well we'll keep that because that'll be something that you'll be able to reuse. A side question, mm-hmm. just because I'm curious, what would you say your favorite kids' book is? Ooh, that's an interesting one. Um, and this could be, if, if you haven't got this one already, this might be some good hints for 
dads listening, what, what um, books might they want to add big, to their library? Well, these will be basic ones. So, like last night, I read uh, the Billy Goat's Gruff with my daughter mm-hmm. because I can do the voices because of the job I had previously, and she loves that. Anything like that, Three Little Pigs, I'll do the voices for them. Um, so anything like that is is a book, but there's there's a plethora of books out there that you can you can see, but things like Harry McClary or um, Winnie the Witch or um, oh, Winnie the, that, yeah, do you know the, them yeah. kind of things? Now yeah, I remember yeah. I, there's, there's there's books I can visualize, um, but I can't remember the titles of. But I'll come across them and go, oh, like Burglar Bill. I remember that when I was you yeah, know, you know yeah. what I mean, but cops and robbers, yeah, all yeah. of that kind of stuff. Um, is it the the impossibles or something that I can I can ba- vaguely remember these shaped things that look like bowling pins but different colours I can't remember what they were called but I remember those kind of books the first book I remember I couldn't even tell you what the storyline is but the first bigger book that I got when it was probably end of primary is a book called Conrad's War that's because I won it so they give us it and said that's your first book and I remember that I haven't got it but. I remember reading that thinking, oh, this is the first book I've ever... So if I ever come across that again, I might, for nostalgia-wise. But in terms of kids' books, like I say, classics and all that kind of stuff. But I encourage Violet to read, and she will. She'll just pick up and read anything, and she loves that. And English languages, um, as, a, as a subject, is one of her favourites. And she writes her own stuff. Nice. You know what I mean? She's wrote her own short stories, and we're just trying to encourage that kind of stuff. But yeah, we always read the Violet, always. Yeah. So, you know, as a parent, you go, I'm going to read to my kids every single day because that's the best way to be and they're going to grow their brains and they're going to be fantastic. We did that with Violet. Didn't do that with Noah because <laughs> life got in the way and we didn't do that with Harry. But we're trying to redress that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not saying there's any difference in their academic um, kind of outlay, but Violet is more into her books. Noah's more into his art and, and stuff and Harry's in... In kind of both at the moment, so yeah, yeah. We obviously we, we've just got one, so it's a bit easy. But I've always enjoyed the reading to Leo, and we actually had to hone it in because I think I've mentioned this on previous episodes. It went from like three books a night, like because the short, mm. and then I got it down to two, and I've got it down to one. Um, and I felt a bit guilty doing that because, but the books are getting longer now, so I'm like, we can't they do three are. of these. We're doing chapters now, when yeah. we're because because also, oh, can we have a book? And I'm like, well. No, you can have part of it. Yeah. We're going to go to that page. And they're like, oh. But that's how you you, you keep them hooked. As long as you've got the time to do it. Um, there is one that I just wanted to mention because it's such a weird one that I'd never heard of and I can't remember where we got it from. Called the Toucan Brothers. Oh, yeah, I've got that one about the plumbing. Yes. Yeah, we've got that. There's that was the one where it floods the whole of the city and they yeah. have to come in. Yeah, oh, yeah. Spoiler. That. Spoiler. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I love that. that I, love, I love the yeah, rhyming yeah. in it. I love the oh, words yeah. in it. Absolutely. And I just love that the whole premise of a book is that there's these plumbing toucans yeah. and a cowboy <laughs> toucan, uh, sorry, a cowboy plumber yeah. comes into town and is underpricing them. Yeah. <laughs> He's undercutting them and they're having to, and all their customers are going away. For a kid's book, it's mm. such a brilliant concept. But this is the thing. I think sim- we got similar... Kind of, my mind frame is anything that not pushes the envelope, because that's not right, but, you know, brings a little bit of humour into it is a good thing. Like, uh, what's the... Um, I've got a crack in my bum or whatever it is. Uh, there's the, all the other stories on that. <laughs> and I do wind them up. I say, oh, no, I've got to take your bum back. 
like, let's go cardamom. Like, every, and I'm like, oh. There's, a, there's another one called the, the Great Big Dog Bottom Swap, I think. Uh, I haven't seen that one. I'm going to lend you it. All right, Before cool. you leave tonight. We're good, okay. Because my brother lent it to me. Oh, it's not mine to lend. I'll, I'm going to get yeah, you one. Yeah, yeah. And well, the last book you got me went down well. So Which one was that? That was the one where you have to make it up as you go. Oh, we'd only the, known each other for like two months, and he went, "Oh, this book's really, really good." And the you book got, with no pictures. Yeah, that yeah. one. Where you have to do that. That was like the kids when I did that because obviously you have to act it out. And you have yeah, to do the by B.J. Novak. Yeah, that is a great brilliant. book. Absolutely fantastic that one. Yeah, I love so, that. So, like, one. any recommendations that you throw, I would absolutely take. <laughs> like a hundred percent hands down. <laughs> no, this I'm, I'm going to find. I'm going to buy you. An, I'm, I'm going to. That's another present I'm getting for more happy than anything. But <laughs> uh, the, the great big dog bottom swap where loads of dogs go to a ball. And one of the rules is when they go to this fancy ball is that they all have to hang their bums up on the hooks <laughs> so that they don't wee or poo <laughs> in this posh Yay! do. But then there's a big fire and they all have to run out in a hurry and all the lights are off and things. And they all grab just any old bum off the hook. And then the... Who pre- wrote? Who wrote? It's, 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 it's insane. And then the idea is that that's why dogs now have to go around sniffing each other's bums because they're trying to find their own bum. That. But if you see this book, and I've told people about this at work, when they hang their bums up, they don't just hang like like their whole bum cheeks and all. They just hang little pink circles. <laughs> oh, I love it. Just little bum holes on the hooks. And, and when I first saw it, my brother showed me it. And, and I was like, is this, a, is this for adults? And he went, no, it's a kid's book. Fantastic. I really can't wait for that now. That, I'm going to buy got it. Me intrigued. I'm going to buy it. You've got me intrigued. Can you tell me about a time that you've absolutely nailed fatherhood and then in the reverse of that, a time that you've epically failed? Right. Fatherhood. <laughs> fatherhood, not just failed. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, it's it's a difficult one. Uh, nailing fatherhood, uh, I suppose generically, they've all still got their fingers and arms and legs. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm doing something right. Uh, <laughs> the idea of you counting daily. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, hands out. How many fingers you've got. Brilliant. We're doing We're well. Winning. Perfect. Um, I suppose it's just being there and making sure that uh, you listen. Um, you know what? It, it, Violet's got to traverse a lot of things that I'm not sure about because she's my first child. She's my first girl. She's going through school. Um, so just having the opportunity to kind of listen, I think, from a from a first child perspective, nailing fatherhood. <laughs> I stayed up all night on day one holding Violet when we got back like all like I didn't sleep I was just like mm-hmm. is that supposed to happen is she supposed to make that noise um, and let Amy go and sleep I suppose you know popping my chest out that yeah nailed that one but like I say it's one of those things keeping them safe um, making sure that they do the right things and, and and for me, that is me nailing fatherhood. Do I think I'm a good father? Everybody tells me I am. Do I think I'm a good father? Probably not. But every father will probably say that, to be honest. I have imposter syndrome throughout all of my life. Yeah, me too. Fatherhood is no different. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll, you know, but I have to take a bit of credit. Like I say, the fact that they have all their fingers yeah. and their legs and their arms uh, and they're safe and we work and... Christmas is, is is great and they get what they want 
we probably spoil them too much, but ours. Do you know what I mean? It's like you just bring that down. It's I, I'm not even going to come from it. Like I have to overcompensate because I didn't get it. My parents were great. My parents were, they had four boys to deal with. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I think it's easy to focus as well on the things that you do wrong mm. and you forget all the things that you did right. Yeah. And I mean, the the, con- the other side to the question that I asked, so that all the positives that come out, the worst, and this is where it's going to go a bit thingy is... This is the epically failed. Well, in my in my eyes, epically failed. Okay. Is I let my daughter see me at the most vulnerable that I ever have been in my life. So... But would you say that as a failure? Yes. Yes and no. Um... I, if we go eight years ago, uh, I was on the verge or probably did go through some sort of nervous breakdown. Mm-hmm. It was never diagnosed, so I can't say I had one. I just know I was. Um, and I had my, so let's go back in time. It doesn't need to be diagnosed. You, four, you know when four, you're five, yeah, not right. Four, yeah. She was four or five years old. Her cradling me and making sure I'm okay and me crying and saying I'm sorry to her because I felt like I'd failed everybody. Because I walked away from certain stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an epic fail, but it made me stronger. And as you say, it probably made her stronger because she got to see her dad at the most vulnerable, and yeah. she now has empathy for everything. She wants to be. A, I'm not saying again that pinpointed that, but she wants to be a vet. She's the kindest. She's she'll stick up for everybody but herself. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And. I suppose that is a is a positive coming out of what I determine is my most negative thing. Um, it's easy to see that as your most negative as well from your perspective, mm. but there's something in, at some point, you know, even if the younger being able to see that we're, we're not infallible either, yeah. we, we're just humans as well. And you sometimes look at your parents and just presume they have it all in the bag and understand everything in the world. Mm. More and more, I find now Leo's seven, more and more I'm answering his questions with, I don't know. Because when he was very little, they ask you really simple things. And you say, why does that bus have two floors? And you go, well, because you need to be able to fit more people on it. And the questions are pretty easy to answer. And at one point, I remember being in the car with him and him saying to me, how do you know everything? And I went, I don't. I think it was about five or something. And I said, I, I don't, but I'm just answering your questions as best as I can. But now he asks me questions. Honestly, I'd say 80% of the time, I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And then I try and give him what I think might be the answer to his question. But they're really tough questions. And he's starting to realize dad doesn't know everything. <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't fully understand the world himself. Never mind trying to tell him about the world. But you can still help him, like traverse through it. That that's the thing. It's like I am. I'm not a different generation, but I'm on that cusp because I'm older. Um, I, you know, saw what it was like or whatever you want to to go through. But I'm of a position where I think I know best, and I do my best. I'm never going to try and change him into somebody like who they don't want to be i want them to to kind of progress and evolve and do everything but at the same time daddy's going to tell you (laughs) and you're going to listen if i need to tell you 
Um, but yeah. On this one, there's no budget. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what are some of the most important values and life lessons you tried to instill in your children? Oh, this is going to get, this is right. Respect for one thing. Respect for the mother, everybody in the family. Respect for me. Um, and that's not respect. That's just having, you know, kindness. That is the main thing I say to the kids. Everything you do when you decide has to be with kindness in, the, in, in like the first thought. Because I have opinions about what's going on in the world and the way things are. And I just don't want my kids to perpetuate that. I would love them to to be an extension of the parents and take whatever we've said out into the world. Um, so that would be the main, the main thing. Be kind, be respectful, um, be considerate, listen, um, you know, and, and don't go along with the crowd. Yeah. If the crowd is doing something that is wrong, because there's a lots of crowds around if you see it, if the crowd is going along and it doesn't feel right, be that anger point where you can you don't have to be argumentative you can just have to say this isn't cool yeah. I'm, I'm i'm not going to be part of this you don't have to argue you don't have to change anybody's mind but you just you know that does worry step me. away from it when Leo's it worries older, it everybody worries me, yeah. yeah i worry yeah. like i can teach him all the things in the world but teaching him the right moment to say i'm okay with this i'm gonna leave well this is i'm weird. not okay with this <laughs> yeah this is a weird scenario right so the other day i was talking to violet about something it was about homework. It was about, um, she got really, really upset about a piece of homework that um, she had to hand in in two days' time. She's getting really upset about it. And I was like, when did you get the homework? And she was like, oh, I don't know. I went, okay. So now I know that it wasn't today. Um, was it before the holiday? Um, she went, yes. I went, and you've left it to two days. And at that moment, I was like, I'm starting to talk like my dad. I can remember him having this conversation with me. I was about to say, uh, I couldn't be angry because I'd be like, that's exactly what I would do. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, but I did. I was just like, I tried to do the whole, let's talk through this. Because what I want them to walk away with is a sense of everything that you do is in your control. Do you know what I mean? It's that, it's that sense of you've got homework. It's easier to do it on day one than it was on day 10. Because she was getting really, really upset that she couldn't do this art drawing. And I went, if you had started on day one, by the time you got to day 10, you'd be perfect at it. But you're starting on day eight, and now you're giving yourself less time. So the lesson I wanted to take from that is you've got to manage your time better. You've got to you've got to start thinking. You're going into this GCSE kind of world, and you've told us you want to be a vet. That's going to be hard work. Mm-hmm. We're here to support you. She's already looked at university, so I'm like, right, now I need to, I need to get another job in order to pay for that because I want to be able for her to realize her dream yeah Yeah. um so that that is one of the lessons but like i said i was very much um art and drama and stuff and i was academically this could sound like massively big-headed i was academically gifted so i was an a star student all the way through my probably first three to four years at at school secondary school but then i found drama and (laughs) grades dropped because I was concentrating on that. And You're not, not selling it. About, no, exactly. Uh, but it took a shock and and uh, got them back up. I, I ended up with A's, B's and C's rather than the D's and the C's that I was going to get. I don't want that for her. And every parent goes through this. I don't want her to be anything she doesn't want to be. I just want her to be the best version of, of who she is. So that would be 
that's the main thing kind of respect and and all that kind of stuff and i wanted to all of them to be the best version of who they can be some things like that as well it's a good lesson that she learns now mm. you know yeah. it hits home a bit and then when it really matters she's obviously learned I, from that i worry about the crowds at the moment i've mentioned it i worry about the crowds yeah because and i've had this conversation with you you get on the metro you go home it's just crowds of kids just being antisocial. Now, I get, and I've had a conversation with Jason about this, and we disagree on it, not vehemently, but we disagree. We have polar sides. He says it's always happened. I say it's more prevalent now because of social media. Yeah, I was listening to you talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should mention, not just like over their shoulder, I was listening on their podcast. I'm I mean, not mentioned. Like, <laughs> I, I, I'm just mentioning it now, 40 oh. minutes in, oh, that, that Dave, or Davey, is part of a duo that are the doodads yeah which is another podcast that you can look for i feel like to be honest based on the running time it's going to be me getting listeners from you rather than the other way around (laughs) but i do i I did listen to that conversation that you had about crowds and things like that i'm sort of between the two of you Mm. sometimes i see you know Asbo looking kids <laughs> and I think oh that doesn't I don't like that I don't like that I don't want Leah to be part of that I then think well that was kind of me like I was doing that sort of stuff and probably intimidating people when I was like a teenager but at the same time I was also up to no good so I really don't want <laughs> Leah to do any of that I was a boy scout <laughs> um, it's it, I suppose you've got to let them make their own decisions to some degree, this mm. like it's not about control. It's not about putting the reins on. But like my daughter, for example, a year ago said, "Oh, can I go? You mean I just want to go and sit in the park?" And me being the old dad, went, "Why do you want to go to the park? It's a kids' play park." Mm. Well, because we just want to sit. I was like, "No, no." I just went, "No." Yeah. And even she though was I like, did. Why I went, "No." Even though I did, that ain't happening. You ain't just sitting in a park. Yeah. You've now got you. My argument to that would be: we're now in a world with. So much cool stuff. Mm. We've got the internet. We've got... You can game anyone in the world. You can make your own film. Yeah. There is so many cool things you could be doing. You ain't just sitting in a park. Yeah. In the cold. Exactly. No. So we're, we're kind of aligned on that one. So that's no, really, I'm not, really cool. Yeah. That's, that's a freedom that I was allowed that isn't happening. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things where... Because for us, it would be... She'd have to go and get picked up and take... And it was like, I don't see... She's going to guide. She's going to do things mm-hmm. that she can go and... Um, but, but she's um, done this Duke of Edinburgh award scheme as well. That's pretty cool. It is. Well, it's expensive because I've got to get... I've got to pay for it, which is great. I'm not dissing the Duke of Edinburgh award scheme, by the way. It's but, as a parent, but as a parent, it's costing £140 just to be part of it. And wow. then we've got to get... She's got to do three things. She's got to do a physical, uh, a volunteer, and learn a new skill. Um, and it's got to be done by a proper teacher and it's got to be marked by that person and sent in. So yoga is going to cost me £15 a week. Guitar lessons are going to cost me £20 a week. <laughs> Volunteering doesn't cost me anything. But um, point being, I don't want her not to do it. Do you know what I mean? So I'll find a way. Because I think that will help her. I think the Duke of Edinburgh, I did that. Um, I don't think it cost anywhere near as much as that when I was younger. But um, I remember having the bronze award in that. So it's it's worthy. Um, but yeah, 
feeding into that I'd rather I do rather than go sit in the park and freeze yeah and I think back my argument if Leo ever had that with me and said well you said you did it why why can't I I'd say well I I did do it and uh, nothing good came of it I can't think of one positive thing that happened on those cold nights sat in a park whereas I could think of loads of cool things I could do now with that time if I could go back and not spend that time sat in a park yeah, absolutely I would definitely do that yeah and th- that's one where I'd say you just need to learn from my mistake not to just be that kid yeah it's not it's not even so much about freedom it's like what a waste that's it it's like I went to drama class when I was and look what happened to me I did a few cool things but um, it, it instills stuff in you but whatever, whatever you choose it'll be you know it'll be an adventure for them so that mm. and the second thing because obviously uh, the first thing was respect and all that kind of stuff is I really don't like it when they're late like as parents I want to be on time <laughs> for everything I'm early for, for, for most things you are you're always early for work oh I'm an hour early for work just because I want to make sure I get there Um, I just want to make sure that you know, on time is, but that comes from acting as well. That comes from being on stage and having to be there at the right time and being there in the wings five minutes before. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that got me in trouble a few times when I wasn't. You see? Um, but yeah, no, that that would be the, the small thing just to make sure that you, you're prompt for whether it be interviews, jobs, things like that. But it's working out okay. <laughs> I could be better. Leo's not going to learn that skill from me. We sprint out the house all in a fell. All angry. You get there. <laughs> you do. In your experience, mm. what elements of being a dad drive you mad? Ooh. Um, I probably mentioned a couple of them over the last, um, what, half an hour, 40 minutes. Um, being late, mm-hmm. as you can imagine, three kids getting everything ready, um, running out and just getting there on time. That, uh, I'm often like, you can see it's like, oh, like that um, so that blood pressure through the roof. oh yeah it's like oh my god I'm, I've done it before where I've just sat in the car because I'm ready to go in like 20 minutes so passive aggressive and I'm just there going see I'm ready just honking the horn I'm, no, I'm like I'm ready um, so, so that um, the time to make sure each child gets the like Amy gives time I give time you know because they do you know that's one thing that they do take is your time which is great and it's it's how it should be but <laughs> often i'll sit down i'll go right everything done brilliant dad oh my god what do you want now <laughs> you nearly <laughs> had go to the toilet we'll go to the toilet you've learned to go to the toilet haven't you yeah yeah oh <laughs> it drives uh, like this sounds such like uh, a parenting trope but anyone that doesn't have children that says to me they don't have any time and I've got one. I say you're a. You have no idea. You, that, that's not true. You have almost an infinite amount of time, and they're like, "Oh, I work full time." I'm like, "You still have time. You wouldn't believe. You wouldn't believe how much time you have." One of the reasons why I've never learned to drive. I'm going to let the cat open bag for my wife right now, because uh, she's like, "Why haven't you learned to drive?" I was like, "Oh, I can't afford it." It's because I don't want to give up my time on the bus because it's, it's a forty-five moment, yeah. minutes in and back is the time I have to listen to me podcasts or just daydream through the window. And that 
I mean, it's not exciting, but it's it's nice. And yeah. just just that time of what would be termed as peace and quiet. And that's not me saying, you know, because people might say, well, you, you know, you wanted to have kids. Yeah, I did. Very much wanted to have kids. We would have had four. That's something else that um, was out of our, our control. Um, but that time for me is the time that I can kind of de-stress and let the blood pressure, you know, go back to normal. Before uh, it spikes. Yeah, before it spikes <laughs> back up again. Um, but that's, Again, and I, I heard, like, in terms of time and, you know, having the kids and being in public places and all that kind of stuff, um, I saw uh, something on GMB News last week about some uh, restaurant in America who's going to charge people if their kids are unruly. Um, and I'm like... Yeah, so I didn't yeah, really read it, yeah. No, exactly. And I'm, I was like, I'm not, how do I feel about this? And I was like, if my kids are really, really bad, yeah, charge me. Um, because then it's up to me to kind of make sure that they're not. Um, but kids are going to be kids. They're in a restaurant. If you've got a kid's menu, then to me that is going to be somewhere that you If you've got have. chicken nuggets and chips, which they all do. Yes, exactly. On the menu. If you're a fine dining establishment, yes, I can get it. Um, but it's kind of that, you know, that kind of time management, that kind of making sure that they're the best representation of themselves, not me, in an environment out and about. That's... Say it really, yeah. And like I would, the term experience, Dad, is is an interesting one because I, I'm only experienced because I have three of them. Doesn't necessarily mean I'm, I'm good. Like you know that imposter syndrome thing that I said. I'm sure. Um, like again, going back to one of them questions, they've got all the fingers, they've got all their arms. You know what I mean? Uh, touch wood. <laughs> um, but we're doing something right because they're going through life. And the one thing that drives me, the one thing that I always gets me and it makes me melt is when they laugh, properly laugh. Mm -hmm. Like when, not when I'm telling a rubbish joke, which you'll hear in a bit, um, but when they belly laugh because something funny happens, daddy falls over, he splits his pants, whatever you want to call it. That's that's the moment where I go, yeah, yeah, fine. Yeah, cool. That, yeah. That's... That's what it's all about. That in itself is a very good lesson that you're teaching them just yeah. to, to let's be silly about this. Let's yeah. have fun. Yeah. But be able to bring it back. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Because again, don't get me wrong. Sometimes like they can be really loud and you just call up, just, just notch it down just a little bit and they'll go, yeah, okay. And then it'll go back up again and you're like, okay. But eventually it'll, it'll kind of, what you'd hope is all the right lessons that you're giving them will resonate so when they get older they'll be like yeah i'm in an environment where i've got to just you know never be never compromise themselves but on a wholly massive deep plane the world needs and i've said it before the world needs more kindness and i want my kids to be ambassadors for that whereas there's too much in this world and it might it might never it might never come to fruition but in their sphere environment that they're in if they can make somebody's life just a little bit better then i've done my job mm -hmm. do you know what i mean that that, that sounds really like oh my god that was very no. woolly but you know what i mean as a, as a parent that's that's all i want yes i want them to be successful yes i want them to have lots of money yes i want them to have their own house but that's the decisions they're going to make as life goes on. And I definitely wouldn't use me as an example on that. Um, I just want them to find 
whoever that might be, their person that they can share it with. Because you have and I have, I've found somebody that... I think I have. <laughs> Don't get me told off. Um, but I've definitely found that person, you know, and like the same friends, my lobster. Um, and the kids hopefully will see that. The fact that me and Amy can be daft and but love each other. And, you know, we can argue because we do. Like everybody argues in front of the kids. But, you know, it, it always writes itself. Yeah. <laughs> me and Catherine argue a bit, but I think my brother and his partner take the mic because what I describe as an argument, they're like, <laughs> that ain't an argument. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, they're like, yeah, whatever. I think we're like very... We're very quiet arguers. Like we get mm, mm. like quite snappy and then leave each other alone for quite a bit and then there's silence and then we come back and yeah. it might carry on and then a bit more silence and then and then and then eventually we we, we like yeah. make up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I always laugh that whenever they I describe an argument to them, they go, well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> we like I'll probably count on one hand the amount of really big arguments that we've had. Uh, last one was probably about six months ago. It was about money, but it, you know that that's. But I mean, that'll do she it. Went, she went, yeah, get out of your car. I went, no, <laughs> I'm not gonna get out of your car. Um, and then we draw for a bit, and then either what will happen is either I'll apologise, uh, or she'll tell me to apologise. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's how it works. <laughs> That's 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 the how it works. I never go to sleep on an argument. We only ever went to sleep on one argument. Most of the time, um, we'll you know it'll be done because you yeah never, we we tried, that's one thing I've learned from we is, tried to do it once and I, I don't think we slept. Yeah, I hate it. I hate yeah, it. Like, you don't sleep because no. you're too busy. Yeah, fuming. Yeah, I hate that feeling. That's probably the worst feeling. Yeah, yeah. Again, I can count on one hand, and I, I remember trying. One night, particularly going to—I can't remember what it was about—but I remember going to sleep, both like annoyed at each other and just just not sleeping. Yeah, mm. it's pointless. May as well you may <laughs> as well hash it out or make up. Finally, we've reached the most important section of the podcast. Thank you for holding out for this long. Yeah, was it tomorrow now? Yeah, <laughs> for all the listeners out there that have aged, <laughs> we got to the final moment. The most important one, the one you've been holding out for, the dad jokes. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get ready to groan. Oh, yes. Here we go. Okay. So, which one will I start with first? Um, what do you call a magician who's lost his magic? I don't know. Ian. Ian. Yeah. It's a magician. Take the magic off. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Oh dear. So that was the first one. Yeah. That was good. Oh, okay, I've got it. Okay. Go on, go on, go that on. was good. Go on. <laughs> magic. Does that work? It does. Yeah, it's magic. It does. <laughs> it's... Magic. That's how you spell it. It's grammatically correct. It's grammatically correct. And mm, is it funny? I don't know. How can you tell when a pig is too hot? I don't know. It's bacon. Right. So I'll do this one now. Let's do this one. So, the other day, I told my wife 
She drew her eyebrows on too high. She looked surprised. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Do you like that one? Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh, God. The, the next one's my best one, but you go, go for it. Did you hear about the guy who's afraid of hurdles? No. He got over it. This is. <laughs> Why am I laughing? They're the, kind of, they're, they're the kind of ones we tell at work. It is, yeah. So, we've got this one. This is this is one of my favourites. This is my go-to one. Why did the baker have brown hands? He needed a poo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that one? Yeah. That's one of my favourites. That's my favourite. I think you delivered that perfectly. Oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, ready? Don't look at me. Don't look at me screen. Don't look at me screen. <laughs> I made a playlist for hiking. It has music from the Peanuts, the Cranberries, and Eminem. I call it my trail mix. Oh, God. Thank you for coming on episode seven of Dad's Papas and Father Figures. You are very welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure. Honestly, it I've has. I've been and so excited to have you on. Hopefully, I didn't disappoint. Hopefully, um, we had a good conversation because I think we did. It felt good. Yeah, well, you know I like this kind of stuff. This we is... could, we, we would be having this conversation with a pint anyway. Yeah, absolutely. We've just put a microphone in front of us. Absolutely. I'm sad that I can't come in anymore. Well. <laughs> Unless you do another one yeah. and talk about the same stuff again. We'll give it a year. And then yeah, exactly. How's it going? I hear it, Father. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. I live thing. alone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we went to sleep on an argument. It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And again, I just want to do the shout out to... The podcast that I kind of copied off, really. The Do Dads podcast. Because this gentleman sitting opposite me has been doing a podcast a lot longer than me. A lot longer. And I decided I wanted to do a podcast. And the only other subject subject I could think to do it on was being a dad as well. <laughs> so he's been very kind in coming on this podcast today. Like I say, thank you. But you're, answering, you're asking all the questions that we don't. Do you know what I mean? So there's... Room for everybody. And you this get a look every single time now on our podcast. Just <laughs> drop your name. It's like, Stephen, should we talk about them again? Yeah. So. <laughs> I thoroughly <laughs> recommend your podcast. Though. I was listening today when I was doing the housework. And I really love, you know, you and Jason, who you do the podcast with, have very good chemistry. Well, that yeah, sounds that, sexual. Be the, no, no, it's not sexual. I know what you mean. <laughs> rapport. You have very good rapport. And it's really nice listening because it's a very natural flow. And, and, and where I edit this quite heavily, yours, I think... We don't. <laughs> yeah, no, and, but, it, it but, but, it, but I don't think it needs it because when I was listening to it today, it, it's just a real natural flow of a conversation. And yeah, next thing you were saying, it was the end of the podcast and I'd already listened to the whole thing and, and it felt very quick. That was a long one as well. Yeah, but it felt yeah, like it yeah. flew by, yeah. So well, again, thank you for inviting me on. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening. That was Marlon. Thank you for listening to episode seven of Dad's Papas and Father Figures. If you enjoyed the podcast, leave a review on whatever app is playing my voice right now. It really does help. While you're there, you can also find the show on Instagram and TikTok. If you have any burning questions that you'd like me to ask future guests, or if you know a dad that would like to come on and give us a little peek into their psyche, then please email the podcast at dpaffpod at gmail.com. D-P-A-F-F-Pod at gmail.com. Happy Father.